Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Mo, you seem pretty stoked to plan and schedule this first Friendsgiving. Now, we've already talked to your friend in quotations, Katie, uh-huh. um, about the mishap between the two of you at Friendsgiving. But there was another one. Are you even going to plan on doing this thing next year? Absolutely not. <laughs> that was that was my first and last Friendsgiving ever. How? What? What else happened? Oh, well, let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I I, 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 I did because I put it on the schedule. Okay, so, <laughs> so it makes sense. So now I'm gonna tell you because it's on the schedule. <laughs> uh, so yes, I was somewhat pushed into organizing a Friendsgiving. Because I have a group of friends here, which I'm very proud of because I'm, I'm like, kind of introduced everybody to each other. And now we're a nice, nice unit, nice core group. Everybody gets along well. Everybody gets along really well. That's nice. Absolutely. So my, uh, one of my friends comes to me and is like, yo, why don't you organize a Friendsgiving? So I'm like, not really my thing, but all right. I don't even like to cook, but all right, let's, let's figure it out. So I do. I get the group text going. Y'all know how difficult that can be to get everybody on board and mm-hmm. telling you times and locations and things of that nature. But eventually we figured it out and I wanted it to be uh, small. I wanted it to be just the people that we all knew were coming because everybody wasn't bringing a ton of food. Everybody had like pretty much one assignment, one thing to bring. So you can bring a dish, but not a guest. Exactly that. Okay. Everybody, we all knew who was coming. So Katie was bringing mac and cheese. I was bringing fish and shrimp. Another friend was bringing potato salad and the host was making a turkey, some greens, and some rice. That's what we had. That wow. was the menu. That's a nice spread for a Friendsgiving. Exactly. So it's about six of us. Not that many people, not, but a perfect amount of food for the six of us. So it starts off rocky because, as we talked about yesterday, Katie had to leave in like an hour. But that's okay. She did make it back in the end. But what she missed that I had to inform her about while she was gone was that as soon as we got there, I was like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. Because the host had a friend that wasn't on the list. But that's fine. Apparently, it's the host. It's his home. Whatever. You can't complain about that, right? Fine. No no big deal at all. Did you know this person? Had you ever met this person? I met him once. Oh, I okay. met him once a long time ago. <laughs> but it's a friend's giving. It's not like I met a guy once giving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not know? an acquaintance giving. Right. Not everybody and their mama giving. This yeah. is a friend's giving. <laughs> but it was cool. No problem. He was there. The only thing that kind of bothered, rubbed, rubbed me the wrong way was when we put the spread out, he knew he hadn't brought anything. Now, the way I was raised, if you are in a situation like that, uh-huh. you have to run and get something. It could okay. be small or like because he did at some point say, should I go get something? And I was thinking, yes, but I think the host said, no, you're good. Okay. So I was like, okay, you can't be mad at him. He offered. He did offer. And then he jumped in line in front of all of the women who made something to get food. And I was like, okay. Oh, no, no, no. You're that guy? Yeah. I no. mean, he's rubbing his stomach. He's elbowing people out the way to get food. And you weren't even supposed to be here. Uh-uh. You, you wait. If you, at least he offered, but that may have been an empty offer if he knew his friend. Like, he goes, I'm going to ask, but I know my friend's going to say no, so I'm in the clear anyway. So I'm not even going to give him points for that, right? Right. So at that point, you have to stand back, and every person who brought something gets to go through that line first, and then you pull up the rear. That's exactly what I was thinking. So not only did he not do that, about 20 minutes later, I look up, and he's welcoming somebody else into the party. Your host? No, the guy that the host. Oh, the guest? Yes, the guest <laughs> is welcoming somebody else into the party. So I'm like, okay, it's getting a little out of hand, but it's, it's only one more person. It's fine. 
I look up five minutes later. This man is welcoming three more people into the party. What? You're lying. I'm so serious. And then he comes in and says, "Um, all right, this is it, guys. No more after this, but I want y'all to meet so-and-so, so-and-so, and and -and so-and-so. And I'm just watching them all walk past and barely say hello to us. Like, we're all sitting at the table as a group thinking, like, okay, what's about to happen now? They barely say hi. Beeline straight to the food. <gasps> they eat everything. No. I mean, all of it. No. I had this much, right? As soon as I saw it happen, I said to myself, I have to make a to-go plate of Katie's mac and cheese. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Out of this whole Friendsgiving, all I really wanted was Katie's mac and cheese. I saw them make a beeline and see that mac and cheese in the corner, and I just sat there and watched them just <laughs> scrape through the pan. I mean, they put big pieces, <laughs> big pieces on the plate. So I got up after them to go get some more. Mm. It was going. It was going. And I was mad at myself because the plate that I made was like my first plate. Yeah. Oh, you know, you, you want to be like respectful when your first plate. Then after everybody eats, then you go crazy. I would have been so pissed. I didn't get to get my go crazy plate. I would have been so pissed. Did you say anything to the host? Yes. I was like, fam. He was like, I know. Okay. He gave me the look like I know, Mo. You 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 didn't you didn't this is not what you want. I'm like, this is not what any of us wanted. This wasn't the plan. But he's He's a sweetheart, man. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He would never say anything. He didn't like it, and and he he said he was going to speak to his guy about it afterwards, but I doubt he did. That's just not in him. He's a very non-confrontational person, so he didn't say anything. I just had to sit there with the attitude face all night because of what my friends giving turned into. So I'm not giving any more. That's no, it. Well, no, I think your 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 host friend who's too nice. He just can't host it anymore, and he can't invite. Like that, you have to have a hard rule: no guests. It's just us, the friends of Friendsgiving. I we, I thought that was the rule this time. So if I do it again, I think we have to invest in a bodyguard. <laughs> we might need security. A after bouncer. Yes. You need a bouncer at your Friendsgiving. <laughs> yes, with a guest list, so that if I do it again, this won't happen. But other than that, it was fun. It was a good time. But that kind of just ruined the whole Friendsgiving thing for me. Because, like I said, I was raised different. I was oh, raised, yeah. if you go to something like that, you bring something. Mm-hmm. But they had absolutely no problems knowing they didn't bring anything and eating everything. The fact that you had stragglers makes me think that, so you're, the host brought the one guy, right? Uh-huh. And then he ate the food. And he's like, damn, this is good. And then it started texting people to come over and get a free meal. I think that's exactly what happened. <gasps> then he had the nerve to text us in the morning. Thank y'all for the food and the mac and cheese. All your friends are a vibe. I think mean, nobody cares. No. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. <laughs> you think your dad can take a break from securing Russell Wilson and Sierra for your Thanksgiving That's next year? That's not a bad idea, Abby. Yep, I'm going to see if I can hire him for a day. The Burt Show. All right, so we haven't done this in a hot minute, but when you, you're watching the news, if you're on social media, the amount of negativity is through the roof. Um, I know I, I, I bopped over to Facebook the other day, and I'm like, wow, this is a, even more of a hellscape than I remember it. I don't know what's going on that everybody just is very angry and vitriolic and um, nasty, that I'm like, it's time to bring back... Tell me something good. So, Abby, before you got here, every week we used to be responsible for bringing in feel-good stories and for our segment, Tell Me Something Good. And it was only good news. It was only positive news just to let everybody know that there are good things going on in the world. They may not make the lead, but they're out there. So we're going to have you kick it off today. Okay, yay. Well, I found a really sweet piece of audio on, of course, the TikTok because that's where all of Gen Z gets their news. (laughs) But I found this from ABC News as well. So... Um, It was this really sweet video of a father receiving a gift from an organ donor. So a little bit of a backstory. He had a teenage son that was in a tragic, tragic car accident and ended up passing away. And this man is a man of faith and said, you know, I really felt like everything happens in the world for a reason and I want to be a part of that. So he made the decision because his child was an organ donor to um, allow his son's organs, of course, to be donated. So after his son died, a 69-year-old man named Bob O'Connor needed a heart. And so, of course, his son has an available heart and was able to receive that through the organ donorship. And then one day, the father of the teenager that passed away received a gift from the the man who got his son's heart with a little teddy bear in the mail. Mm. And when you press the paw of the teddy bear, this is what you hear. (laughs) 
it's a recording of his son's heart, which I thought was just so sweet. Yeah. So there's good going on in the world. So that's my first story. Go ahead, Mo. A rapper, T.I., did something that I thought was really cool locally in uh, northwest Atlanta where he grew up. He is uh, actually helping create an affordable housing development for uh, over 100 units, and 25 of the units will be dedicated to homeless children to get homeless children off the street. And it's actually an old shopping center where his grandmother used to get her groceries that he was able to turn into in order to help the community. And here's what he had to say about it. Today, Atlanta rapper T.I. attended the ribbon cutting of his first affordable apartment development. It includes 143 apartments and 25 special units for homeless kids. The Entrada West Side sits across from Center Hill Park in northwest Atlanta. T.I., whose real name is Clifford Harris, told us he remembers how the community struggled when he was young. The arts and entertainment industry in this city has been able to collaborate and, and be, I guess, uh, 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 profitable enough to, to offer the community so many things that, you know, are much needed. Developers say the property was once a shopping center where T.I.'s grandmother used to shop for groceries. So, yeah, I found that story on WSB TV, and I thought it was something really cool he did for the community where he grew up. Awesome. Cassie. So a vaccine for breast cancer has entered human trials. <gasps> the vaccine was successful at being anti-tumor, and now the first recipient is speaking out about it. So Jennifer Davis is a breast cancer survivor. She was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. And if you don't know, that's super aggressive. And even though she had radiation, she had chemo, she had a double mastectomy, she had surgery, and they got rid of it. Um, but even though it's not detectable, she worries about it coming back. Her kids were in high school, and 42% of women with that type of breast cancer will see a recurrence within five years, meaning it'll show up again and most likely be metastatic, which means it's stage four at that point, and it spreads to other parts of the body. Well, the doctor working on it says researchers have identified a protein that can make these women more susceptible to breast cancer, and they can train the immune system to destroy cells making that protein, meaning there can be a vaccine once women are done having kids. So the only cells in the body that are going to make that protein are breast cancer cells. So Davis, the first recipient, had enrolled in the clinic, and it's been over five years, and she hasn't had a tumor come back. Wow. That's incredible. Super exciting. That's very exciting. All right, so I come from a military family, so this headline, you know, obviously hit close to, close to home for me and my heart. So it goes, when homeless veterans die without family or friends to claim them, some high school students are helping lay them to rest with honor and respect. Um, so I saw this on the Today Show, and there is a school, the Catholic Memorial College Preparatory School, and Dr. Peter Fullen said, there's something powerful about seeing a coffin in your school, the American flag right there, and when you see those two current servicemen fold the flag, play taps, and then hand that flag to the history's teacher who was a Marine, that's a full circle moment for a kid. We don't necessarily understand the power of that symbolism. We need that more than ever. So this Boston school started this initiative uh, back in 2017 and they, this school in their chapel, they host the funeral processions of veterans who die without family or friends. Wow. So there's nobody to contact and otherwise... There, there, there would be no service. And it's so like um, having been a part of multiple funerals that, that have like a military service to it. It's just it's so poignant and it's so special and it honors their service. Um, so, yeah, they they this takes place in the school's chapel and these there's high school students and these high school boys get together and they're the pallbearers and they carry the coffin for this man that they never met, but who deserves, you know, to be honored. Oh, my God, that's incredible. I know. I love it so much. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Safe to say Swifties went excavating this weekend. They got their shovels. They got their hard hats on. They got their little boots. And then they went digging for tweets. First, they saw Brittany Mahomes tweets hating on Taylor Swift back in, like, 2012. And then they went for the boyfriend. And they found some pretty troubling tweets from Travis Kelsey. <laughs> some of which include horrifying statements like, I just gave a squirrel a piece of bread and it straight smashed all of it. I had no idea they ate bread like that. Ha ha. Hashtag crazy. <laughs> this dude's That's, tweets from wow. back in the day are 
Neat. Okay. There are definitely something. No thoughts, just vibes were happening with Travis Kelsey back in 2010. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other tweets include, the moon looks crazy tonight. I'm going to chill out here for a little and just visualize my success and vibe to the scenery. Oh, no, 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 no. He wrote scenery because no, he, he did not know how to spell scenery. Oh, he did no. say scenery. Crap. Thank you. Oh, baby. I don't think he spelled a single word correct in any of these tweets. Like, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a couple of correct ones in here, but he spelled squirrel, squirrelay. And then yeah. scenery, scenery. He has no idea how to spell Chipotle. <laughs> no idea. He's like a millennial dad wow. with Chipotle. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he spelled it Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> my, my favorite, which is showing Travis Kelsey's a man of faith. He said, happy Easter to all. Hashtag shout out to Jesus for taking one for the team. Dot, dot, dot. Ha, ha, ha. Can you spell Jesus right? <laughs> Thank God, yes. Okay, that's important. All right, so Abby, what I've done for you and for Tavis Nation, and hopefully those are the only tweets you saw of Travis Kelsey, I have pulled old Travis Kelsey tweets. I have pulled old Taylor Swift tweets, and you're going to have to guess who tweeted what. Yeah, so they are trying... what. What I've noticed from the Swifties when I did this uh, deep dive into Taylor Swift's tweets and um, Travis Kelsey's tweets, it has actually endeared him to, to Swifties even more because I don't know if I'd say they're wholesome, but they're just so... They're himbo tweets. Yeah, they are. What now? Himbo. It's himbo. a him, him bimbo. Got it. <laughs> a male bimbo, okay. if you will. Okay, got it. Um, so I'm going to read some tweets, and you're going to tell me, did Taylor Swift tweet that, or did Travis Kelsey tweet that? And Mo, you're going to play along, too. Okay. okay. All right, here we go. Your first tweet. I think I'm going to go rearrange my refrigerator magnets now. Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. That's definitely Taylor Swift. That is Taylor Swift. Congratulations. All right. Your next tweet. Listening to my brother try to convince my mom to let him set the Christmas tree on fire in the backyard. He's making a good case so far. It's got to be Travis because he's got a brother. Well, Taylor has a brother too. We'll go with Travis, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift. What? Got him. I purpose it. <laughs> it's going to be my proudest moment on the show mm-hmm. today yeah, because of the fact that he has a brother and she has a brother. And I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a trick tweet. Ooh. And I can try to get him. Let's go on. All right. Next tweet. Travis Kelsey or Taylor, Taylor Swift? Dennis appointment. They gave me free floss. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I could go either way. Uh, I'm going Travis. I don't feel like Travis has been to the dentist in a while, so I'm going to go Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yikes. It is Taylor Swift. That is a good point, Abby. You know how to play the game. <laughs> he has a beautiful smile. Yeah, but I just don't get the sense that he's, I, I think he's a great athlete. He's hysterical. I don't get the sense that he's very responsible. Okay. And I feel like Taylor Swift lives her life in a very regimented way that she definitely has her dentist appointment scheduled for the next five years. And for the record, these tweets are from like, 2009, 2010. Like Taylor Swift does not tweet like this anymore. I hope not. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are these are not from like last week. (laughs) These are literally from over a decade ago. Okay. And if we, yeah, if we pulled our stupid tweets from over a decade, I'm sure we were making very stupid observations. All right, your next one. All caps with about 20 exclamation points. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> You're so confident with that. <laughs> it is. What did it say, though? It just said nectar. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, very, very well played. All right. Your next tweet is it from Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift? The capacity to live in the past by memory can also emancipate the individual from the tyranny of the present. I know this one. But I'm going to let Mo go first. That's Taylor Swift. That's Travis Kelsey. It's Travis, Travis Kelsey. Wow. Okay. Somebody compared the uh, somebody compared that tweet to like one of his dumb ones, like the nap time one. And they're like the transition between Evermore and Reputation on the Eras Tour set when you're just like contemplating life. But then you got to be a baddie. <laughs> All right. Your last one. Is this a Travis Kelsey tweet or a Taylor Swift tweet? Up at the Olive Garden with Papa, had to grab the fettuccine with the chicken Alfredo. Hashtag schmackin. 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 Uh, I'm going Travis on that one. Taylor would never say schmackin. That's Travis. <laughs> that is 100% Travis Kelsey. Schmackin. The Burt Show. Burt Show P1s. Burt Shows that were here this time last year. You're going to be excited to know that the turkey cam is returning for 2023. 
Abby is so thrilled. Yay. <laughs> so Cassie said something about puppies this morning, and then y'all kind of like side-eyed each other. And I'm like, maybe this is all just one big setup, and maybe they don't actually bring turkeys in. Maybe it's like puppies dressed up like turkeys, which is way more appealing. Yeah. No, it's turkeys. <laughs> but again, they're not like full-grown turkeys. Um, they're What's they're, full-grown? They're like 20 pounds. That's not full-grown. What they when get you to about to what do they, they kill them for the grocery store, like in youth? Well, they're not huge turkeys. 20 pounds is a big turkey. I don't feel like, tw- again, I, I explained to Tommy, I'm like, I got a 30 pound kid and I'm like, he, he's not that intimidating. This is also the woman who has like a 80 pound dog in her vicinity. So oh. 20 pounds probably does feel like nothing to you. A 120 pound dog. 120? Yeah. Oh my God. Willie's 120 pounds. Like if you came over and he, like his paws would probably like touch your shoulders. Yeah, that's a big boy. He's, Abby. He's, I did look up. Would y'all consider this a residential area? Yeah. Because there's an apartment complex like right next but door. But this is a commercial building. Yeah, but it's, it's zoned it. for commercial. I look I went to Dr. Wiki Wiki Wiki. Uh-huh. And I said, Do turkeys attack humans? And it says turkeys have been known to be aggressive toward humans in residential areas. Okay, well, <laughs> the thing, this is a commercially zoned area. Yep, that, we're we're they, literally next door to an apartment building. This is a residential area. Well, I don't think the turkey knows. Yes, like, I don't think the turkey Why do they discriminate? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm entering a, a office building. I'm going to be on my best behavior now. <laughs> it's because they see suburban Karens, and so they attack. They okay. attack turkeys. All right, so anyway, it's going to be um, on Facebook Live again. So, and we're going to kick it off at 9 a.m. So, if you want to watch the turkey cam, just head to the Burr Show's Facebook page, which I believe is just facebook.com slash The Burt Show, right? Correct. And uh, you'll be able to enjoy turkey, tam- uh, turkey cam. I keep on wanting to say turkey tam because my tease. I'm just excited about the turkey. Name it whatever you want. Okay. Turkey tam cam <laughs> coming up at nine, at nine o'clock hour. Do we get to eat them after? Uh, Tommy. Okay. No. Hey, okay. Yo. Kristen's going to do the official pardon again this year. <laughs> Thank you. And you actually, Abby, just so you know, you actually cannot touch them without, they'll they'll bring gloves. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be penned off in the corner. You can't touch them without the gloves. Perfect. I don't want to touch them. Okay. <laughs> Unless they try to touch me, then I'll fight back. All right. And also, how could we forget? We did not forget to play our Thanksgiving song. Yes. So last year, we were talking about how Christmas has like a bajillion songs dedicated to it, right? Poor Thanksgiving over here. And I think when we looked it up and we did some research, maybe has one or two songs. Believe it or not, it actually has some songs, but nothing that's gone mainstream. Nothing like All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. They're just, you know, songs that nobody would even know. So we were bummed out for Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday, Mo. Uh, absolutely, it is. And we issued a challenge, Abby, to the Burr Show listeners saying, hey, we want a banger for Thanksgiving. And one of our Burr Show listeners, Christian Hayward, stepped up to the plate and knocked this Thanksgiving song out of the park. Wow. Okay. He really did. So That's good. once again, here is Turkey Day by Christian Hayward. Mashed potatoes without a little gravy. 
It's time to give thanks and put on 10 pounds. Thanksgiving cheer going all around. It's time that we celebrate Turkey Day. We spend time with friends and family. It's time that we celebrate Turkey Day. It's a brown time, we celebrate Turkey Day. We spend time with friends and family. It's a brown time, we celebrate Turkey Day. Thanksgiving, the forgotten holiday. It's a brown time, and we celebrate Turkey Day. We spend time with friends and family. Black Friday already. Christmas coming early this year. And that was Turkey Day by Christian. You can download that at Apple Music, by the way. The Bird Show. All right, her brother's planning to propose at Thanksgiving in front of the whole fam. There's one problem. And it is a huge problem. The family cannot stand this woman, and they're actually planning an intervention for him to stop the proposal. She's curious, do I side with my brother or do I side with my family? Mo's got the email. I need some last-minute advice. My brother is planning to propose to his girlfriend over Thanksgiving in front of all of our family. Normally, this would be something anyone would be so excited about. The problem is, nobody really likes her. Most of the family thinks she is incredibly rude and selfish. What he doesn't know is that my parents and other sister were planning to have a sit-down talk with him when he is in town. Basically, it will be an intervention. They assume that I will be participating, too. I'm trying to remain neutral, but it's not so easy. I do see all the concerns that everyone else has. Ideally, he'd be with someone else. However, I also like to avoid involving myself in problems that are not mine. So, while my family is planning this blunt intervention, he's been shopping for a ring. I'm the only one that knows. I feel like I'm playing both sides of the field. What I, need to na- what I need to know is do I tell my brother what my family is planning or do I tell my family what my brother is planning or do I just stay out of it and watch the train wreck happen? Oh, that is a bad, bad, bad spot to be in. I feel like the word intervention has been thrown around a lot lately. Like, I feel like an intervention should be something that's like life or death, very serious. Like for a parent and a sister had to have an intervention because they don't like your girlfriend. No, that's not an intervention. You just need to like voice your concern once and say, hey, just some food for thought. I think she's a rude, selfish bee. Maybe you're better off with somebody else and then (laughs) let it lie. That's it. That's all you can do. That's a fact. Yep. So I have an older brother, and if there's one thing I know about my relationship with him and the relationship he has with my family is you cannot tell that boy what to do. And it's not going to go well if you have this quote-unquote intervention where you're like, hey, you know this person that you have been visualizing and planning spending the rest of your life with? Yeah, we don't want you to do that. It's not going to go well. So, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with voicing your concerns and saying something because it's sort of like... You know at weddings when they say, speak now or forever hold your peace? You think anybody's really going to stop a wedding like when they stand up? I think it's more so you can just get things off your chest and be like, these are my thoughts. This is how I'm feeling. But at the end of the day, you're an adult. You're going to do whatever you're going to do. So I say maybe say something, but don't expect him to change his behavior. I don't think she should say anything because I don't think she can stop either of the things from happening. If I was in her position, that's how I would feel. Like you can tell your brother what's going on with the family. He's probably still going to propose to her when he's ready to. And you can tell... Uh, the family what's going on and they're probably still going to do what they want. So for me, this is not my business. I would probably just stay out of it and watch the train wreck happen with some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, I'm, I'm kind of taking that take. I would tell my family, Hey, listen, he's a grown man making grown man choices. I don't want any part of this. If you guys want to do that, that's, that's fine. I don't want any part of this, but my family, you know, is trusting me with this information. So I'm going to, I'm going to be, try to maintain trustworthy and then my brother confided in me about the proposal so I'm not going to tell the family about the proposal I'm not going to tell them about each other but I am going to tell the family 
this, if you guys want to do this, this is on you. I don't want to play a part in it. And then I would step back and watch the worlds collide. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you get that popcorn ready. Uh-huh. I know. They're going to get mad at you either way. Yeah. I mean, and it's, which is like, why? Because it's not her fault. Yes. right? But now somehow she is in the middle of this. But yeah, I'm. No, I'm staying out yeah. of that. Well, anytime you disrupt the status quo in any family, mm-hmm. people get really shook by it. And especially when you're potentially going to be breaking up a relationship, that kind of stuff just never goes over smoothly. All right, good news. If you're an Android user, Apple is finally changing the way it does text messages. Finally. Oh, so if you've ever gotten a text from an Android user, you know that they come through blurry or super small. Um, and then there's always the dreaded the green, the green text. Oh, <laughs> every group chat. Yes. And it, it does. It gets messed up too because if they like something, it comes through as a text. Like so and so liked this instead of just showing up as like the heart or whatever, which is super annoying. Or it'll spin off into a completely separate text by itself. Well, Apple says they are finally fixing that. So the reactions like haha, what have you. Those will be normal. They're not going to come through as a separate text. Oh, nice. Um, all the pictures and images are going to come through not blurry. They're going to be normal for nice. once. But the green is staying. No. And here's why they say the blue text messages are a badge of the tribe of Apple, so they are not going to share them <laughs> amongst uh, Android users. Are you serious? Yeah, for, for, I'm not kidding, for real. Like, they plan to reserve the color blue for iPhone users only, so they'll still be green. Yeah, but Abby's face is hilarious. Apple literally is doing the technology equivalent of Mean Girls. They're yes! like, you can't sit with us. Yeah. It's stupid. So, it's so dumb. We don't know <laughs> when the software update is coming. They're saying sometime in 2024. So, t- so sometime next year, yeah. we can expect the changes on our, on so our iPhone. You'll be able to see Android texts properly, but they're still going to be outsiders. God, I had no it. idea tech bros were so clicky. I know, right? Absolutely. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on the Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. The Burt Show. Mo had a hot take on his Insta story the other day, and he's not alone. Yeah, which was shocking to me because, um, yeah, I was, I was out and I was at a restaurant and I saw how they had it decorated with all of the Christmas decorations and I'm sitting there waiting for someone. Tis the season, baby. Exactly that. The Christmas music is playing and somebody walked past me and was like, happy holidays. And I said, happy holidays. But then something triggered me <laughs> inside and I realized how disrespectful it was to Thanksgiving. And so I decided somewhat jokingly with satire to go on my Instagram story because I was bored and I wanted to fire people up. 
And I told him that I hate Christmas and enough is enough. <laughs> because it just feels like, especially as a man without children, like if you have children, it's obviously very different. But if you don't, you start to realize like this time of the year is very stressful. You have to get gifts for so many people. You really don't expect anything back. You don't want to get caught in a situation where somebody gives you a better gift than you got them. And you got to do all of this planning, all of this shopping. And, Traveling, uh, decorating. It's so much. Yeah. It's it's a lot. And so I, I spoke. Yes. I, I spoke facts, but I don't actually hate Christmas. So when I saw that I was getting like a ton of DMs, I started to go through them and I thought I was going to be getting dragged. But I was actually shocked to see how many people agreed and actually genuinely hate Christmas. Hey, Tommy, do you have any um, Christmas music, you know, accessible so we can play it and have uh, Mo go through these DMs of people who hate Christmas? Stand I feel by. Like, I feel like the two just would, would really complement each other very well. And you said that your Insta story, like, it was a little bit of truth, but mostly satire. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, the things that I was saying about how stressful Christmas has become, and I feel like we have gotten away from what Christmas is genuinely supposed to be about. For that sure. That part, I, I believe. I think that's true. But I just don't actually hate it. I don't, it's not that serious for me. But some of these DMs told me that th there are a lot of people who have hated Christmas for quite some time, and I guess they just didn't want to say it. So I guess I came, I, I somehow became like the leader of the I Hate Christmas movement. <laughs> don't know if that's a movement I want to be a leader for. I'd rather be yeah. a, more of a follower, but all right. <laughs> they, I don't want to be a part of it at all. Y'all have fun on the battlefield. I'm over here with my jingle bells and my hot cocoa. It's, it's jolly over here. Oh, man. I wish. So, yes, are we waiting for the music? We're looking. Oh, okay. Just go ahead and go. I'm, all right. I can hum something. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll stop that. What, what song is that? Have a holly jolly Christmas. Is that what that is? It's Are y'all on the same page here? The year. All right. Mo, thank you. Somebody needed to say it. Your Christmas wish will should come true. Because adults are ridiculous for expecting so many gifts from other adults. You should be able to just give gift cards, and that should be the end. Spread the word. That's all that Christmas is supposed to be about. If you start this movement, I will follow. <laughs> you can celebrate Christmas without gifts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't give gifts. Not, not, yeah, that's why you love Christmas. <laughs> not in my family, you oh, can't. Oh, yeah, you should see my Christmas list. <sighs> uh-huh. Yeah. I'm still right in that ditzy early 20s, like, uh -huh. I think when I hit 30, it's, it changes. I used to love Christmas until it started beginning right after Halloween. <laughs> now I'm sick of it before Thanksgiving even gets here. It's ridiculous. I'm with you, Mo. It does. I mean, literally, some people don't even wait for the Halloween uh, decorations to come off the shelves before the Christmas decorations are up. I had a doctor's appointment before. It was like maybe a week before ha Halloween, and they had Christmas movies playing on like Hallmark Channel or something. Wow. And I'm like, that is that is too early. I'm tired of Christmas and Mariah Carey. <laughs> they are both stressing me out. Don't bring Mariah into this. People expect gifts, and that's not what Christmas is about. We have gotten away from the true meaning of Christmas. Thanksgiving is where it's at. Mo, finally, I'm glad somebody said it. I've always wanted to say it, but I didn't want to be the Scrooge. I think it's because Christmas is so commercialized and expensive now. It's not about tradition and family anymore. It's just about what people can try to get from other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so, some people, I mean, there's definitely some truth in what people are spitting. Yeah, there is. I'm with you, Mo. Let's cancel Christmas together. <laughs> I've learned to go along for the ride every single year, but it doesn't mean I like it or care for it. I'm glad that you are this brave and don't think like everyone else. You you know what it reminds me of? That scene in Old School where Will Ferrell is saying, let's go streaking in the quad, and he goes running naked. But in this version, you know, nobody follows him in the movie, and he's just a naked man running down the street. This time, you've got all these naked people following you. I turned you. around and saw a lot of nudity. <laughs> You saw all kinds of jingle oh, bells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was jingling. All right, give us one more. All right, last one. Mo, preach. Oh, my God. Finally, someone who gets it. Can we stop doing gifts? I started following Bert's advice and spending money on, on time and adventures yeah. and memories rather than material gifts, and I'm not getting my boyfriend's family anything this year. I don't care if it's awkward. <laughs> 
Um, make sure you, you email her or you DM her rather and say, hey, we want to check back in with you after the holidays to see how that went. <laughs> yeah, make sure she okay. Follow up Thursday. Uh-huh. The Burt Show. All right. Another round of the Goop Holiday Gift Guide, Price is Right. If you've never been to goop.com, um, it started off more like health and wellness, and now it's just an overall life, lifestyle brand, and she has anything and everything on there with blogs and articles, and she has a holiday gift guide. Now, to be fair, she does have categories that are reasonably priced. She even has the $100 and under category. Mm, that stuff is not fun to bid on. So I went to the ridiculous but awesome section of her holiday gift guide. And I have pulled some of the items she has posted and they are ridiculous. But awesome. Well, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what you're looking for. So I'm going to give you the item that has been posted on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Holiday Gift Guide. And we're going to see how good of a rich person you are and if you can guess the price of it. So, the first item for you to bid on in our Goop Holiday Gift Guide Price is Right. An island rental in Fiji. Ooh. <sighs> Turtle Island. There's so much to love about this family-owned eco-resort, but what makes it truly special are the Fijians themselves. So, I'm asking you to tell me what you think one night one night cost at this on this turtle island and it's a it's a eco resort i think 14 people can can go on this like it's literally like your own private island okay so what do you think one night cost mind you it's a minimum three night stay but one night on turtle island your own private island in fiji cassie fifteen thousand for one night mo a hundred thousand there's no way it's less than six figs. So I will go 120000 The actual retail price for a one-night stay on Turtle Island, $39,500. Cassie's closest. Wow. That's kind of a steal. Eat the rich. <laughs> That's kind Eat of a steal. I mean, for, for an entire people, right? For an entire island? Well, remember, it's a three-night minimum. So you have to multiply 39500 by three, and then you can stay there. So technically, I was right, because yeah. 40000 times three is 120000 You Yes, but I was just asking for one night, mm -hmm. not the three nights. Hey, That's $14,000, almost $15,000 a person for a three-night stay. No, thank you. All right. The next item for you to bid on, a custom-built ruby jewelry safe. What? Wait, it's made out of ruby? No, no, no. Oh. Give your jewels the home they deserve. <clears throat> the ruby jewelry safe is the largest in our elegant line of gemstone safes. It is ideal for the customer who has a growing collection of valuables. As an added bonus, the scale of this jewelry and luxury watch safe brings a unique and opulent look to complement your decor. Customize your ruby jewelry and luxury watch safe with your favorite exterior color, hardware, and style of the high security lock, as well as an elegant interior hardwood and fabric. The ruby is the perfect safe for the person who has everything and wants to lose nothing. I don't need that because my jewelry is safe under the counter at Tiffany's where I can look <laughs> at it through the window. All right, so a custom-built jewelry safe. And so you have the dimensions. It's 60 inches high, 30 inches wide, 24 inches in diameter. Mm. Mo? 2,500. That's pretty tall. 60 inches high? 60 inches high. That's almost five foot. Yeah. That is five feet. So, Abby? So, this is a, a safe for rubies? A safe for all your gemstones. I think mm. ruby is the brand. Oh. That's what I picked up from it. Casoro is the brand. Ruby is the name of this particular jewelry safe because it. of its size. Uh, I'm going to go 15000 Okay. $22,000, Bob. The actual retail price of a custom-built jewelry safe is... $11,100. Mo is very far off, but he didn't go over. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next and last item for you to bid on in Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Holiday Gift Guide Price is Right. A customized mod pool turns single-use shipping containers into in-ground pools that arrive fully built and ready to install. Ooh, that's cool. They, they actually look really, really cool. That's really neat. And it's kind of like reuse, re, you know, recycle kind of deal. So yeah, they take a single-use shipping container 
and they put that in the ground, and that's your pool. Wow. Uh-huh. All right, so we'll start with Abby. I'm going to go 75000 Okay. Cassie? I'm going to go ten k And Mo. $1. <laughs> <laughs> the actual retail price of the customized mod pool is... Twenty-eight thousand five hundred dollars. Wow! Just get a real swimming pool at that point. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but this one's sustainable. It is, and it looks mm-hmm. really cool. It's not gonna sustain your bank account. <laughs> nope, not at all. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Hell half frozen over in the sunny land of Southern California because notorious cheater Tristan Thompson is finally owning up to cheating on Khloe Kardashian mm-hmm. multiple times and especially with Kylie's best friend Jordan Woods. Let's not forget about that. Courtney confronted him about cheating and why he does it. What really gets me is when he says, when I cheat in the present tense, like, I'm sorry, sir, cheat? You cheated? (laughs) So he goes on to talk about the relationship that he had with his family. And I don't want to say that he blamed them, but he basically said, you know, my dad treated my mom poorly. And so she would numb her emotions and shove it down. So I learned that I should shove my emotions down. And then, um, and also like he didn't have a good role model for how men should treat women. So he's, he's talked, he's clearly gone through a therapy journey where he's dove into those childhood wounds. And he's saying that is the reason why I step out on my relationships. Like I'm proud of him for doing the work to get to like why he's, you know, doing what he's doing. Um, doesn't excuse the behavior though. Yeah. I, I know in the NBA, his job is to rebound, but sometimes some things you just can't recover from. Nah. And I, I think this is one of those things. You, I think he'd be better off just letting it go and going and finding himself somewhere quietly. Yeah. It definitely felt like a bit of an apology tour because then he went to go talk to Kylie about it. Now, her relationship, her friendship with Jordan Woods was really kind of the breaking point with the Kardashians, with Tristan Thompson. So Kylie was besties with this girl, Jordan, and Tristan and her had a little smoochy smooch. And because of that, Kylie ended her friendship at the time with Jordan. And I know it was also a breaking point for um, Tristan's relationship with Chloe as well. And um, when Tristan apologized to Kylie for this, I was actually shocked that she said it was actually good for her friendship with Jordan. But it took a while to get there because I know for years they were not talking. And it was shocking because you see two friends who are super close and do everything together. Then all of a sudden one ha- one thing happens and it breaks them up. It's shocking. So this news, th- this current storyline on the Kardashians. Is this him just doing an apology tour and taking accountability or is he trying to get into the good graces of of Chloe again? I honestly think it's a mix of both. Like it feels like an apology tour, but I think Tristan has gotten to the point in his life where he realizes that he has to prioritize his family. Um, he, he recently lost his mother and now has to take care of his brother. And I think he has to rely on the Kardashians more than ever. And he's realizing what a good thing he messed up. If y'all were Chloe, would you appreciate the fact that he's apologizing publicly or would you rather him do that behind the scenes so you don't have to relive it? Both, because um, I want a behind the scenes authentic apology, but because my life is lived out in the public eye, I, I need to have that as well. Um, but, and I, he's going to see life completely different now. With When you lose a parent, you see the, you just, you see the world differently. Now, Do I think it's good that he's taking accountability and owning up to his mistakes and apologizing? Yes. If I were Chloe, would I take him back? Hell no. Hell no. You got to do it behind the scenes. But I also do think to an extent the audience, I don't want to say is owed his apology, but because we've seen so much of this play out in real time that if all of a sudden we see Tristan on screen being all buddy, buddy with everybody, we're gonna be like, wait a second. Yeah. We missed a chapter. So I bet there probably was some kind of apology happening behind the scenes, but I think a lot of it is for the audience, really more so than for the Kardashians. The cheating was public. The apology needs to be public. That makes sense. Exactly. All right, speaking of hell freezing over, Snoop Dogg says that he has decided to give up the weed. <laughs> I was shocked by this news. You Lord. and me both, yeah. Uh, he posted on Instagram basically just saying, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> as if he's done something... To- as, as if a major tragedy has occurred. Um, He's lost a huge, that's, that's a huge part of his identity absolutely. and personality and who he is. For years, too. I mean, like Snoop, that, that literally is attached to Snoop for as long as I've known him. So I... I don't believe him, but I but I do hope he's being serious because that really probably would help him. I mean, because when you think of like pot smokers, you think of Snoop, 
You think of Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson and you think of Woody Harrelson. And Wiz Khalifa. And that's there, the four. There you go. Yep. Yeah, you can't do one without the other. Oh, so. that's the Mount Rushmore of weed. It is. Oh. <laughs> the weed mountain. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if he can if he can stick it out. And also, I hope he does get a little bit more candid about the reasons why he's decided yes. to give up weed. I do, too. All right, Diddy's ex-girlfriend just filed a lawsuit against him. I'll tell you about the shocking allegations and what he allegedly did to her new man's car on your next e-buzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, she's bringing a guy she's dating home for Thanksgiving, but there's going to be two surprises coming along with him, and that is his children, which her parents don't know anything about. All right, before we get to Chris and her dilemma, I want to make sure everybody got Cassie's email about the turkey and the turkey cam. Thank you for sending that, by the way. Um, Shocker radio, we move a a little last minute. So just want to make sure everybody's prepared. We got our turkey cam coming again this year for the Burt Show. Um, We did it last year, Facebook Live. We're going to go live with our turkeys at 9, 9, 8 Central uh, this morning. So you guys read the email Cassie just sent because I want to make sure everybody stays safe and everybody leaves with their digits. All right. (laughs) All right. So she's bringing her boyfriend home to meet the family for Thanksgiving. Chris. Hey. Hey. All right. So thanks for joining the show. You got a little bit of a dilemma because you're excited about your family to meet your boyfriend. However, they have no idea that he has two kids and he's bringing those children to Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, that's the plan now. Okay. What happened? Um, I mean, I already, I don't know. We were supposed, they were supposed to be, the kids were supposed to be with their mom. So it was just going to be the two of us at my family's house, Uh which was good because I did mention he's older than me, which they're already like on the fence about. I set them up. I said like, don't say anything. I don't want to hear anything, but I definitely did not mention to them that he has these kids who are uh, in double digits, 10 and 12. Gotcha. When you told them that he was older, like how much older are we talking about here? Uh, I'm 25 and he's 40. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Um, and how, how long have y'all been together? Uh, it's been about a year now. It's been a year now and your parents have yet to meet him. Wow. Uh, yeah, we're just haven't found the time. No, I hear you. I mean, depending on where you live and circumstances and stuff like that, I, that's, I, you, you probably would have done it sooner, but I, I think, I don't think that's like out of the, out of it, like extraordinary that you guys have gone a year without meeting the parents. Um, okay. So it was just supposed to be the two of you because you, I'm sure you want to ease your parents into this relationship. So meeting him, um, in the, the pretty significant age difference. So why, why the kids joining all of a sudden? The baby mom was like, suddenly she just couldn't okay. take them where she was going now. Um, and so your your question is? I just don't know if I should still go with and bring these kids with us or just hmm. say I have to politely cancel. I, it's Thanksgiving. I don't, I'm just in a, I don't know what to do. I, this, and this is the first time your boyfriend's going to meet your parents. Mm-hmm. And the age is like, I, I no judgment on my end on the age, but I think for a parent, that's going to be a, a shock if they didn't know that you've been dating this guy for a year and there's a 15 year age gap. So my advice would be to cancel. I think you need to meet your, your boyfriend needs to meet your parents one-on-one. And I think throwing kids into that mix, they're not going to get to know him. That's a big shock. And that's a hard first impression. I mean, definitely. If you do decide to go with kids, you can't just roll in and like surprise. That's something you got to give your parents a heads up about. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think you should do. I, I think you should speak to your parents. I mean, you've been with this guy for a year. It sounds as if you, you plan on being with him and it seems like you're just kicking the can down the road. I mean, it, it is what it is. I think you should want your family to meet him if this is who you want to be with and he has children and they have to accept that. So what better time to get it all over with now, but just don't spring it on them. I would tell them before I show up. For sure. I, and I would just have a, a conversation over the phone with them. Just be like, hey, really excited about Thanksgiving next week. Um, I know you're about to meet my boyfriend who is really excited to meet you as well, but there's something I've kind of been keeping from you. And I think it's best that I say something before we just show up. And then you break the news to them about, you know, the age gap and the kids. And if that's something that they're uncomfortable with, or you can kind of tell that their response is 
going to be more hesitant rather than jovial, then maybe that's when you take a step back and you decide to cancel and handle this when it's not as high pressure of a situation because of the holidays. What if you treated this with complete full transparency? What if you called up your parents and say, hey, so we got it. We have a little bit of a hiccup. Um, I, you know, I still want to bring my boyfriend to Thanksgiving so you guys can meet him. It's been long overdue. However, his ex is not able to be with the kids and he wants to, like, uh, and we're contemplating bringing them. What are your thoughts? Ooh. And like, that's actually a way to, to bring it up. Cause I mean, it's, it's 100% the truth. Like, it's exactly what happened. And you're not making it like, hey, guys, here's a thing. Yeah. yeah. They're kids. It's just, they're kids. No, it's true because it, it feels like a more mature way to handle it because then you're just treating it like it, it, they're his kids. Like, just because you're 25 and he's 40 doesn't mean you have to make a big deal about a, the fact that he's a father. And they're going to have to meet him at some point anyway. So, I don't, I mean, you might as well just go with that method and get it all over with now. Um. Hey, Chris, hold on, because uh, some Burstow listeners are calling up. Trying, They want to also give you advice. Hey, Kelly, thanks for joining the conversation. What advice do you have for Chris? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Um, Chris, you need to, if you plan on being with this man and in this man's children's lives, you need to get it over with. Yeah. Let your parents know if they like it, they like it. If they don't, toodles. I mean, you got some decisions to make, girlfriend. Toodles. There you go. <laughs> toodles. Thank, you. Thank you, Kelly. Toodles, Kelly. <laughs> I remember being in my like early to mid-20s and really worrying about telling my parents I was moving in with my boyfriend. Um, because even at that age, even though you're an adult and you've probably been on your own for a while, your parents, like if you have a good relationship with them, what they say holds so much weight and there's such a fear of disappointing them. And I think this is a crossroads. If you feel this way, this is when you're truly going to break out as you're, st you're a standalone adult who makes your own decisions and you don't have to worry about disappointing them. And if you have a good relationship, they, they might push back and you can say, this is my life. I'm an adult. These are the decisions that I've made and they'll be happy for you. Chris, we have another listener who wants to take um, the point of view of the kids. Hey, TJ, thanks for joining the conversation. Hey, everybody. Good hey, to be here. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so I do think it's an awesome idea that everybody's involved, but I think it's important to ask whether there's already going to be other children at this Thanksgiving event. Because if not, the kids aren't going to have a great time. You're going to have to entertain them the whole time. He's not going to get to meet the parents, you know, um, as adults, and it's going to be a tougher time. It's a really good point. Thank you, TJ. Yeah, from the standpoint of the kids, Chris, I mean, is this the best thing? Is, is this the best idea for the kids? Um, I mean, probably not because it was supposed to be adults only. Like, my mm -hmm. brother's in his 30s. I mean, he doesn't have any kids yet. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that person was right that, like, yeah, it's going to be, they're going to be running around. It's my parents' house is not, like, kid-friendly, you know, they've got like tchotchkes and stuff all over that they could touch. So, yeah, he made a really good point that I didn't think about before. Yeah. All right. So, well, Chris, if you want to rip this, this Band-Aid and you're ready to like to come clean, technically you haven't lied, but you have withheld pertinent information. <laughs> Maybe you just hit up your parents and be like, hey, so, yeah, there's been a... A little glitch in the plans. I don't want to call kids a glitch. Kids aren't glitches. Um, there's been a little change of plans. <laughs> like, or, that felt really bad to call them a glitch. Or you could just show up and it'd be a total surprise and you just sit back and watch the fireworks because kids love fireworks. Oh, okay, Tommy. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. All right. Hey, Chris, we're gonna, we would love to check back in with you after Thanksgiving and see how everything went, okay? Yeah, okay. Sure, great. All right. Good. good luck. Thanks. The Bird Show. The One Less Lonely Girl Squad is back at it again. Oh, yes. See, I swear I have friends. I just want more. <laughs> and I came on a couple of weeks ago and I was just talking about, you know, the transition I'm going through in my life. It, it just felt lonelier than, than average. Um, and I know that I'm not the only person who feels this way, especially when you're in your 20s and 30s and you're navigating a lot of different scenarios in your life and your life is just constantly feeling very turbulent. And I thought, you know, it's great that I can come on and speak on my mic and be like, hey, does anybody want to hang out? And people can run to my DMs because they know who I am and can find me on Instagram. But I thought that's so unfair that other people don't have that kind of privilege. So I thought, why don't we all just get together and hang out? We're all looking for new girl besties. So why don't we just create a Facebook group? And so far, the One Less Lonely Girl Squad on Facebook has nearly four 
hundred members in it. Nice, congrats. We're a big girl gang. So we actually have our very first event happening this weekend. Again, I'm not going to give out any of the details on the air just to ensure that no scary people show up and try to crash our party. But the One Less Lonely Girl Squad is on Facebook with all the details with our first girl hike. And um, if you want to find that Facebook link, it's in my Instagram link in my bio. Uh, do not DM me because I have gotten a lot of DMs of like, where is it? It's in my bio. <laughs> Go to the link in my bio uh, on Instagram at the Abby Murphy. I'm surprised though, because I thought the last time you went hiking, you didn't, I, did, I didn't realize you enjoyed hiking. Um, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to do things that don't just involve alcohol and oh, I'm trying to, okay. um, for you. you know, embrace other things. But yeah, then the next girl hangout will involve wine. There you go. That's going to happen at a winery. Um, so if you want to go to that, hiking's not your thing. In a couple of weeks, we're doing a really fun axe throwing event at a winery in the Atlanta area. I dig it. All right. Yeah. It's all about balance. Balance. Yes. Hiking and then. Alcohol. <laughs> All right, Mo, is there an unwritten rule on how old you should be to get into the club? Yes. So uh, Candy Burris, who some of you may know from the group Escape, some of you may know from Real Housewives, uh, was having this debate with her husband, Todd, about his habits in going to the club. And I was curious as to how the women would feel, especially the married women on the show about this, because I do feel like there's always been like this unwritten rule about men who go to clubs. One being, are you supposed to behave differently as a married man? Like, are you supposed to come home earlier? Are you supposed to not be out as much? And then even in age, like, I feel like people judge you when you get at a certain age as a man. Mm. If you're in your 30s, if you're in your 40s, there are men who still like to go to the club. And that's what this conversation was about. And they're in a barbershop. And I guess he not only goes out. He likes to actually close the club down. And she feels like at a certain age and when you're a married man, you should not be closing the clubs down, even if you're still going to the club. This next spot. So why is there a big deal? Like, you know, I'm OK. Right before you pull up to a big house, trying to make it seem right, like you no. ain't doing nothing. But you check in my you check in my location. So, you know, I'm at no chicks, no, no chicks house. Unless the chick is lives at the club. Or lives at Magic City, or lives at a restaurant. Oh my God! I just feel like there's no reason why you should be at a club and be the last person in there. Like, there's no reason that the club should be getting shut down, lights turned on, and you still last one out. So he feels like because you have my location and he also said that when he's at the club shutting it down, it's not necessarily because he's just there like dancing with his friends. It's because he knows the people there. And sometimes he talks after the club actually closes and they start cleaning. That's when he can actually hang out with his friends. But she feels like it doesn't matter. You're a married man and you should not be at the club when the club shuts down and you should not be coming home that late, even if I do have your location. I mean, perception's reality. It's not a good look. Like if you're the married man, I mean, I have no problem because like moms have their mom's night out. And we have said time and time again that when moms go out, they we lose our ever loving minds. Um, and so we go to the club, we go dancing, we have a good time. So just because you're married and have have kids doesn't mean you can't go out and have a good time with your friends. Right. But to be the last person there as it closes down to me, what it screams in this. Like I said, this is a major like assumption on my part, but I'm like, how miserable is your life at home that you don't want to go home and you want to stay here till the club closes? Down? That's, that's fair. Like that's that's what I that's what in my head. Like wow, you're still here, huh? Because I because you because for me it's like you really don't want to go home, do you? Right? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Because when I go out with like my group of guys, we always have this joke that it's always like the guys that are either married or in relationships that never want the night to end. Right? Like the single guys are usually the ones that are like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Like I'm tired. But the guys that are in, like, relate, they're like, no, we can do this all night. Because I feel like they don't get their freedom. Like, I'm listening to that conversation, and I'm like, no wonder dudes hate the idea of getting married if you're not allowed to live your life anymore. Like, that would suck. I don't care. If it's every night, we have a problem. If it's every weekend, even, and we're not spending time together, we have a problem. But if you go to the club with your friends, I do not care. Stay out and have a good time. Mm, no, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. <laughs> but even if you have his location... Because that was his thing. Like, you know where I'm at. It's not like you don't have my location. So I get 
coming home at four in the morning might be yeah, bothersome, but, but you know where I am. But no, in this situation, because he said he's staying because after they closed down, his friends own the club, he, you know, promoters, whatever, he's actually able to have conversations. Well, they have offices, they have like, so, you know, you have access to other rooms at the club. It doesn't mean something bad can't go down at the club. I get what you're saying. Because I, there, I know there's back rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> <laughs> there certainly are. Would you be mad? Okay, so imagine you're married mm-hmm. and your man goes out to the club and okay. doesn't get home till after it closes down. <sighs> it depends on the frequency. To, to yeah. me, that's the sticking point here. Because I th- don't think there's anything wrong with every now and then having a rager with your friends, going out, taking shots, like living life like it's the old days. But... When I see videos of like Leo DiCaprio, for example, out in Miami for the 50th time with some 20 year old, it's a little icky to look at that because it does seem like this club thing seems like it's kind of filling a void for you. So to me, if it feels more of like a bad habit rather than just like an every now and then Mm -hmm. once in a blue moon fun time, that to me is where the difference is and what would be an issue for me. All right, speaking of icky behavior, we're going to share a few more of our icks because this has come up on the show numerous times and I thought we needed just to have a a refresh. We've done our icks before. Abby, what is an ick? An ick is something that basically just makes you feel cringe and in a romantic standpoint, it's the thing that might make you not want to sleep with someone. So I came up with uh, my list of icks is things a man could say that I feel are ick, right? And Mo, you were floored and I have actually known a man to say these words and it's just like a the, the, the shoulders pop up, chappy stick Mm-mm. instead of chapstick. A grown man saying well, that? Yes, he did. No way. Flippy flops no, no, instead no. of flip flops. <laughs> cool beans. Oh. Now, I know Katie says cool that beans is all the Katie's time. Favorite phrase. And that is fine. But if I'm dating a man and he's like cool beans, <laughs> not gonna happen. All righty. Nah, I'm with you. That's an ick. Uh-huh. And lastly. Neato. Neato. Wow. Yeah, well, grown men say yeah. these things. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. So those are those are my ick words. Abby? For me, I feel like I constantly talk about the things that ick me out about men. So I'll just do generic ones. For me, I cannot stand the word Reese's. And I bring that up because I called Kristen out for it the other day. I was like, it's Reese. And those are his candies. There is no Reese. Um, I'm also with you. I hate millennial words like doggo or neato or cool beans. And another big ick that I have just in general is anytime I see an influencer post on social media and I can tell it's just a video, it's a random trend where they cannot stop looking at their own body. It's so icky to me. All right, y'all save the rest of your icks. We'll we'll visit them later. It's a bird show. The bird show.